102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, it's Monday. The Bruins are out of it. Seven games, overtime. What a nightmare. We'll talk about that with Scott Cohen after 7 o'clock this morning. And uh, it's going to be nothing but rain for the rest of the week. Oh, my God. Yeah, rain, yeah, rain. Bruins blow it. Then we got to get talk to Cohen about it. But hey, Louise, the weekend looks nice. Uh, you see some sunshine out there, but uh, heavy rain now until Thursday. Yeah, I feel like we all got to just uh, widen our stance and accept what's coming to us. Yeah. What a horrible, sleepless night that was last night. So uh, there's that. There's also the keyword to cash. We'll announce that after 8 o'clock. And some other stuff, too. Loads of stuff. Well, we got it covered. Don't worry. It's five. If anything is going to help you forget about last night's game with the Bruins. It's one less school committee member up in uh, up in East Hampton. That's what's going to make you forget about the that'll, Bruins. That'll do it. It's 535 with Bax and Nagel. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in the Black Crows. The Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And nothing but rain until Thursday. High of 59 today. High of 55 tomorrow. It's uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Now, Michael J. Fox turns 62 next month, so now he's lived longer than being diagnosed with Parkinson's than before. He was 29 when he was first diagnosed back in 1990. A new documentary called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie, is coming out on Apple TV Plus on May 12th, where he shares his struggles and triumphs He just did an interview with CBS Sunday Morning to hype it, and he shared a stark reality. He said, I'm not going to lie, it's getting harder. Every day gets tougher, but that's the way it is. I've been thinking about the mortality of it. I'm not going to be 80. Wow. Did you see any of the clips of this? Yeah, I did. He's really struggling. Yeah, it's 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 really sad. It sucks because, uh, you know, he's... He's one of those guys that probably is a really nice guy to hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably a genuine person. Yeah. Whereas, you know, sometimes you wish, to, not that you wish bad things on people, but uh, you wonder why. But, but you wish yeah. good things for good people, and he seems like one of those good guys. But you always wonder why bad people don't seem to suffer from these types of things. Bad people do suffer from things. They just don't always suffer enough. Maybe. Uh, falling is one of the main dangers and all the injuries that you can get from being unable to control your movements and balance. There's also pneumonia and aspirating food as you're trying to eat. Michael has already suffered some numerous broken bones and he has trouble getting around after having a benign tumor removed from his spine. But he shared this awesome uplifting bit of wisdom, said, quote, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. If you can find something to be grateful for, then you can find something to look forward to and you carry on. He married the the chick that was in the show with him with family yeah. ties. Oh yeah. Uh where they where they broke up and why can't I remember the I, I used to know this to remember that. But. You you remember the character's name that she had or the the actress's name? The character's name. Oh, I don't remember the character's name. Oh, the actress I wouldn't know who the hell it was. It's Michael J. Fox's wife. Yeah, it's uh, Mrs. J. Fox. Yeah, Mrs. J. Fox. That's that's her thing. Yeah. Um Tracy Pollard, I think her name is. I could be wrong. Still, one of the he was one of the funniest episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm was when he Larry lived below Michael J. Fox, 
and Michael J. Fox was purposely putting on work boots <laughs> in order to make noise when he walks. And Larry was like, "You gotta." He's like, oh, "Larry, I can't help it. I this is just my this is just my disease. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help you out there." So at least he's got a good sense of humor about it, but it still sucks, you know. It does. Uh, Gwyneth, it's hard to believe, but it's almost been ten years since Gwyneth Paltrow revealed that she and Chris Martin were separating by referring to it as conscious uncouple uncoupling. Yeah, I, you know, I've uh, set my calendar to it. Yeah. Conscious uncoupling. That's like, uh, what did we hear about those people in jail a few weeks ago? They were uh, justice-involved individuals. <laughs> Something like They're that. They're not inmates. Yeah. Over the weekend, Gwyneth said she did not coin the phrase uh, conscious uncoupling, but she's happy that it went viral, even if people make fun of her about it, because it helped loosen the seriousness of breakups and divorce. She said, it makes me feel pretty proud when people come up to me on the streets and say, thank you for introducing us to the concept because I've become good friends with my ex. Gwyneth uh, added that she believes that the term may play a small part in the recent cultural shift where people can choose something other than just being together or being apart. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the thing about divorce. Yeah. It's a, it's nothing but laughs. Oh, it's hilarious, isn't it? Yes. How much uh, new material have you come up with? Quite a lot. Yeah. But, uh, but none of it will ever be revealed. Uh, the idea that we're not in a romantic relationship, but we're a family, and we like to do things to reinforce that we're a family for the kids and for each other. She's kind of a kooky gal. Yeah. I, I, good on Chris Martin. And it, have you noticed how she ages? She looks like more like her mom now, uh, Blythe Danner. Nothing wrong with looking like her mom. Well, but you're right. Now. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, it might not surprise you to hear that David Arquette and Courtney Cox <laughs> Courtney, Courtney. had their challenges as a couple while she was starring on Friends because it was such a massive hit. Uh, David and Courtney were married from 1999 to 2013. They met a few years earlier in 1996 when they did Scream together. At that point, Friends was in its early years. On Sirius XM's uh, Andy Cohen Live, David said, quote, It was difficult. I have some of the traditional male things where I want to provide and pick up the check. You, you know, be the breadwinner. In the acting world, you're always going on this roller coaster of popularity, then not being able to get a job, then when you're comparing yourself to so, he's basically saying married to Courtney Cox was a living hell. Yeah, because she, see, her career was going great. Yeah, and his career was in the toilet. Uh, yeah. And yeah, some some dudes can handle that, other dudes cannot. I would be more than happy with that. Do you remember uh, how Michael Jackson had that pet chan chimpanzee back in the 80s named Bubbles? Bubbles? Yeah. Sure. Well, he just celebrated his 40th birthday. Bubbles? Yeah. Bubbles is living at a retirement home in Florida called the Center for Great Apes, and they just threw a massive birthday party for him. There was a cake that was frosted with mashed bananas, and they wrote his name in blueberries. The theme was Bubbles. They had to actually they actually had a bubble bath and paper bubbles as decorations. Bubbles even got presents, like a blanket with his photos on it. Hmm. The staff entertained him with DVDs of Michael, which may seem triggering, but they say he loves watching them and remembers him. You know, the average lifespan of a chimp in uh, in the wild? Yeah. Less than 15 years. Really? Yeah. Is that because of uh, they get killed by other animals? Yeah, I guess they get, they get killed and eaten by other uh, pred predators, but uh, chimps that uh, are, uh, are not in yeah. the wild... Uh, it can live up to the age of 60. Michael uh, brought, bought Bubbles as an infant in 1983 from a Texas research facility, but within six years he became too big to keep as a pet. 
and he was moved to a ranch in California. He's been at the retirement home since 2005. That's, uh... He was a weird fella. Who, Bubbles? Uh, yeah. No, Michael Jackson. Oh. Hey, uh, this chimpanzee, uh, it's getting too much. I need something smaller. Hey, kids, why don't you come over and stay the night, stay a weekend here at uh, yep. Neverland? And while you're in the hall, could you grab me the uh, the bones of the elephant man? Yeah. Yeah, please. I'd love you? to play with those for a while. Kim Kardashian uh, flaunted her uh, flaunted her taut tummy in a crop top and black leather pants over the weekend. Really? Yeah. Just that's something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I flaunted anything this taut was when AJ shoved his war ham- hammer into my cleft of Venus. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. He had a uh, taut war hammer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, she had a taut. I really, maybe I didn't think this through. Yeah. It was like him shoving a marshmallow into a piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin? Oh, I forgot. Actually, your mother was the complete opposite, Kim. Uh, I once slang the tame from the mush and slush like a tea towel in a tumble dryer. What are you trying to say? I was just trying to say that bing- bajingo is so big it looks like a plumber's tool bag. <laughs> you ever see them open at the top oh, like this? Yes, I have. <laughs> the big edges? Horrible. It's a horrible thing. And that's your Hollywood Chief Rash of Rock 102. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo with a menu that'll... Rock 102, Springfield's <clears throat> classic rock. It's 610 and Scorpions at Rock 102. Uh, it's just going to rain for the next uh, five days, so uh, stay dry. Get, get an umbrella. Maybe a raincoat. Uh, goulash is, uh, is it goulash or galosh? Uh, it depends. Uh, uh, galoshes are the shoe. Goulash is the meal. I kind of like them both. You could eat goulash in galoshes, but... Uh, you can't... You shouldn't eat goulash, goulash. out of a g- g- galosh. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. don't know. It's fifty nine or it's fifty eight right now in downtown Springfield. Well, I don't know about you, but I thought that was the best uh, view from the couch I've ever done. Well, you know what? I didn't even know the difference. So most people didn't. Do you, do you want me to? Uh, you're having a little issue with the music there. Do you want me to just do the music while you do the view from the couch? Do you really want to do that? Yeah. You ready? Ready? Okay. So you know what's annoying? Let me tell you. For me, there's nothing more aggravating than listening to someone get all excited when a postseason playoff series goes into a seventh and deciding game. I hate Game 7s because while they bring a certain level of drama and finality, only two things can happen during a Game 7. Keep it going. Half of, the, half of those things are not good. In fact, they're pretty damn horrible. Last night, for example, the Boston Bruins lost to the Florida Panthers in Game 7 of their first-round playoff series. They didn't just lose Game 7. They lost Game 7 in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. It's maybe the biggest postseason upset of all time because, you see, the Bruins just spent the entire year putting together the greatest single regular season record in NHL history. 65 wins, 135 points. They lost at home only four times during the entire season, and it all came crashing down at home when they couldn't hold 
rolled on in the final minute of the third period thanks to the tying goal by Florida's Brandon Montour. Suddenly, what seemed like a surefire win magically transformed into a brick wall. Eight minutes and 35 seconds into overtime, it's all over, and the Bruins lost. Look, I feel like Mortimer Duke demanding to turn those machines back on and wondering whatever happened to Clarence Beeks and those phony crop reports. Listen, the Bruins led this series three games to one, and today it's the Florida Panthers that are advancing into the next round. No, sir. Seventh games are for teams that don't know how to close things out. They're not exciting. They're not thrilling. They are, in fact, a big, giant, gut-wrenching pain in the ass. You had a glorious regular season wasted in a single minute of inattention and shoddy defense to make things worse. You not only lost the series, I lost an entire night's sleep when I should have been celebrating a victory five days ago. No thank you. You can keep your game sevens. I'm much more satisfied and better rested with the four game blowout. In other words, go Celtics. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber and Traeger and the big green egg, Rocky's got every grilling implement and accessory a griller will ever need. Up your grilling game with Rocky's Ace Hardware and your grilling destination. And that's uh, the view from a couch on Rock 102. Big views because you yeah, see, that would have gone go. so much smoother had uh, someone not been fiddling with my stuff. You want me to do the here I am, uh, rock me like rock you like a hurricane? Uh, I don't think you have to do the whole thing, okay. now. Okay, all right. But uh, anyway, th- we'll talk more about the uh, the Bruins with Scott Cohen. That's coming up after 7 that o'clock was, today. That was probably one of the most annoying things we've ever done. <clears throat> not nearly as annoying as trying to get the uh, the, the music ready uh, for the view from the couch. Yeah, you know what? As long as you uh, participated in all the training uh, that was offered to us uh, upstairs before this went live, yeah, you know, we only had uh, two months to prepare. It's okay. No, it's I mean, good. it's uh, it's uh, it's not about uh, it being new. Well, it's about it being new, but it's also about you know. Somebody didn't uh, quite do their job correctly. Well, and I'm not pointing fingers, well, but I think you well, know who I'm talking about. Are you sure about that? You know, uh, my father used to say, it's not the wheel behind the nut. It's always the nut behind the wheel. You know what's almost as annoying yeah. as that? What? Losing a seventh game uh, series. Oh, That's is that all, what yeah. you're upset about? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyhow. Uh, well, now that we got that all squared away. Yes. <laughs> we had a great night uh, Saturday night over at the uh, the shortstop bar and I, grill. I had a busy day. I, I went and uh, did the music for um, Rick's Place 5K uh, over at Minichog yeah. High School parking lot. Uh, that went well, all things considered with the weather. We got there at probably 7... Uh, seven forty-five, and there was pouring rain, mm-hmm. and uh, luckily the rain stopped. But you know how runners are. Runners are running. Don't go no matter what time. Absolutely, what it is. Uh, but the the rain held off enough, and and it was a it was a successful successful uh, run. They had one hundred and twelve uh, participants in that thing, and it just it keeps getting bigger every year. So that's, that's awesome. A, that's a good thing. And then uh, Saturday night we did the the comedy show over at the uh, the shortstop. What a cool room. To do a, a comedy show over You know, there. people posted pictures uh, yeah. on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and everyone's saying the same thing. What a great time they had. Yeah. How it was uh, how it was funny, uh, except for that one joke. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that one joke didn't go... You know what? The one... See, it's funny how material changes from one show to the next. Mm-hmm. You could have a... I told the same exact joke at 8 o'clock that got... It was You could hear a cricket... Uh, f- have flatulence <laughs> in the corner of the room 
uh, and the second show, people actually were engaged in, and enjoying it. Uh, See, because you passed, I, you don't have to say, you're not going to say it on the air. No, but, no, no, I'm not going to say it but, on the air. But uh, when you told me the joke, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Well, it was a perfect the, joke for a comedy show. You, yeah. you, can't t- you can't tell that on the radio, but you could tell that at a comedy show. Apparently, people yeah, see, uh, don't I, like I, taboo subjects. I see that joke as kind of like a like a Louis C.K. level type of joke. Yeah, it's a great setup, good concept. You know, it, it, it's not your fault that the uh, the crowd was a little overly sensitive. I met this couple there, uh, very nice people who uh, wanted their picture with me afterwards, and then uh, told me about how they they're together because of me, because, because of you, because they're big fans of me. And uh, when they got together, they realized, hey, we like listening to the same podcast and the sa- and for the same reason. Wow. Yeah. So I've made a love connection uh, between two people. Wow. Well, I've never. That, uh, that's nice? cool. Yeah. I've never gotten that. I could be a. Lo- I'm sure you have. You probably just nobody ever told no, you. No about. one's ever said anything to me about uh, yeah. me bringing them together. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, listen, if this doesn't work out, I'm not responsible. And uh, I don't DJ weddings anymore, so don't ask. Well, my guess is if there's a problem in their relationship, it'll be because of them, not because of anything you've done. I don't know. I could probably, you know what? I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, these people listen to us. Uh, We we could say say and suggest things to make people think about, do they really want to be with each other? Like, you know what we should anybody do? Anybody cast a shadow of a doubt? You know, yeah. you, 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 you ever like see somebody and you, and you you make them doubt for just a second, and yep. then you make them think about it. It'd yeah. be a great f- new feature. What? Bax and Nagel break up your relationship. Yeah, yeah, that would be I love great. That. Yeah, like if that, like that if you're uh, you're in a relationship and it's like yeah. teetering, like on a like yeah. you know one way or another, it could survive, it could crash yeah. into a fiery pit of hell. Right. We should be the ones that that push it over the yeah. edge. Yes, we should. We should be the one to say, you know what. Uh, she's not really for you. Yeah, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Send us your emails at, uh, at at Bax or or Steve at Rock102.com. She, she's a tad overbearing, don't you think? Yeah, she's a yeah. little controlling yeah, in just, some of her ways. Just make little suggestions like that about... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no, great crowd. Uh, both shows were great crowd. Uh, like I said, it was just that one joke that yeah. really didn't go over that well. But, but everything uh, else did. Everything else landed. I think I think when you have people, uh, if you pre gaming, if you will, for like the second show, because you you know when you get the second show, you have a little more. It's a little more easy uh, on the on the people attending it. Yeah. and the people uh, you know performing in it. it when you're attending it. You probably tend to show up a little bit earlier, and you're like, all right, I'll have a couple extra drinks while I'm sitting here. For all those people that may have complained because it was a 10 o'clock show, and it was like, you know, for some people, that's just way too late. For all those people that complained, truth of the matter is, the late show is always more fun for that reason. They're juiced up. They're ready to go. They're late night people. They want this is either the beginning of their night or the end of their night. Marty went for uh, for almost he went over over an hour uh, at the second show. Wow. Well, because he had all this material and people were were into it, and uh, he just decided I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. So you actually got you got more out of the second show because there was no time restraint. We had to like be we had to have a hard out at nine thirty. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> 9.30. Uh, we had to have a heart out at 9.30 because you had a whole other group of people for 10 o'clock yeah. waiting to come in. So Now, you had a heart out at the end of the show. What yeah. did you have at the beginning of the show? A soft opening. Oh, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, a soft, okay. very All soft right. opening. I wanted to know. Um, but that uh, that, build, that shortstop building is the old Belize Auto. It's the old... 
so the oh, room, they okay. actually converted the yeah. garage, the old garage, big garage. Is that by the, the is that by the uh, the Walmart? It's next to the Walmart. Yeah. yeah okay. But then this is the side of the building that's uh, it's the opposite side of the building from that where they have uh, the, the room and it's a pretty cool place. Pictures of it look really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty, that's pretty awesome. Place and uh, it all went to Rick's place. They had the they had the food. They had drink service. They had you know anything you need because like I was kind of wondering how these how these people going to drink. There's, there was no bar there. It wasn't like a, a like a dedicated bar to the event room. Right. But they had a great. Just set a wait staff that was, you know, uh, bringing drinks back and forth. So it all worked out. That's oh, awesome. A good time. Good. And I'm glad. Bar- Barry Krieger was there. No kidding. Yeah. Was he entertained? <laughs> he was very entertained. Matter of fact, I did a whole bit about uh, 22 News and uh, Western Mass News that uh, I think he kind of liked. Kind of liked or really liked? I think he really liked it. He that's told good. me that I killed it, brother. You killed it, brother. Uh, yeah, that's just, you killed that's it. so Barry. Yeah. That really is so Barry. Yeah, is he really telling the truth or was he... No, I think when he no, when he, when he, gets, when he brings it he's to genuine. like a brotherly level, he means yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a good time, and uh, and we raised about a thousand bucks for Rick's place. Which, Not too uh, bad, which is a good thing. So it was a good Rick's place day as well. Very cool. It's six twenty one <laughs> with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Munson Savings Bank is your bank for business. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rain from now until Thursday. High of 59 today, high of 55 tomorrow. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm going to give you all the uh, the details a little bit later on, but after 8 o'clock this morning, uh, I'm going to give you the keyword to cash for your chance to win $1,000. That's coming up after 8 o'clock today. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. There I you can't go. wait for you to spell out that word again. Yes. Well, yeah. it's a quick one. Would you like to laugh? I, I could use it. Uh, there you go. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Uh, yo mama's so ugly. How ugly is she? Your mama's so ugly, she went to a haunted house and came out with a job application. <laughs> ah, he is here. <laughs> These jokes were a lot dirtier Saturday night. I bet they were. Just come out. uh, You might have heard uh, about an evacuation joke or uh, or any other kinds of different things. Something like that. Oh well. (laughs) Oh well. Now I don't know how to get out of this Uh, outro. There you go. Max and Nagel. Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 7:30 Union Street in West Springfield. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Fire Department was sent to Roosevelt Avenue and Page Boulevard for a three-car motor vehicle accident yesterday morning. According to the fire department, at about 1.20 a.m. on Sunday, there was a three-car accident at Roosevelt Avenue and Page Boulevard because why not say the same thing again in the second line of the story in just a different way? So if I'm understanding this correctly, there was a three-car accident on... uh Roosevelt and Page? Yes, but that was according to the fire department. Okay, but did they say anything about a three-car accident on uh, Roosevelt and Page uh, Page Boulevard? I haven't heard that, but according to the Springfield Fire Department, at about 1.20 in the morning, there was a three-car accident at Roosevelt Avenue and hmm. Page Boulevard. One, pers- one person was removed from the vehicle and sent to a local hospital for their injuries. Hmm, which hmm, boy, so many uh, to choose from. Yeah, boy. I, can, uh, do I don't know. Uh, 22 News will continue to update this story as more information becomes available. No, they won't. <laughs> they won't even tell you no. whether it's been cleared, although my guess is no. it has. Yeah. 
the West Brookfield Fire Department was sent to 32 Church Street for a garage fire Saturday night. According to the department, at about 8.07 p.m., fire crews were called to a fully involved fire in a garage on Church Street. There again, I said the, sa- I said the same thing again with a little extra information than I did the first time. Since the neighbors were so close to the house, the fire chief requested a second alarm, which brought mutual aid uh, from the Ware Fire Department, Warren Fire Department, North Brookfield Fire Department, Brookfield Fire Department, New Braintree Fire Department, and the West Brookfield Fire uh, Rescue Squad for EMS support. All four people (laughs) fought that fire. Fire crews used a garden hose and fire extinguishers with the owner of the house to keep the fire on one side of the building. Uh, when more crews arrived, they put down the rest of the fire and were there for approximately two hours. The fire was confirmed to have started in the back of the building from a burn barrel that was too close to the building. One resident was uh, without a home after the fire because the uh, his apartment was above the garage. Ooh, right above ah, the garage. You're not going to be able to get in there. No, because it was uh, yeah. fully engulfed in flame. Yeah. Uh, Ludlow police uh, arrested Randall Lepore on uh, several charges last Wednesday. Let's Isn't today a- Monday, Steve? Yeah, but you know what? This uh, this is nobody knew about this because we just got the press release over the weekend oh. that this happened. Okay. Uh, anyway, this happened on Wednesday. It takes some time for news to get from Ludlow to the rest of the outside world. Who's delivering these press releases? The Pony Express? The yes. Carrier pigeons? What's what's what are we doing here? I think it was Paul Revere's great 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 grandchild. Says I will tell the news media about this. <laughs> I just received this from the Western Union. Yeah. Three days after it happened, I'll I'll. I'll gallop my horse over to 22 News Studios in Chicopee, in that far land of of Chicopee. Anyway, just after 9.30 p.m., uh, police got a call on what? This is on Wednesday. Uh, Police got a call from someone saying they got into a verbal exchange with a man who then punched the driver's side window of their car. Officers determined it was Lepore that punched the window, and when they approached him, he became aggressive and actively resisted the officers who had used a stun gun to subdue him. The Ludlow officer received a significant laceration during the scuffle and was taken to the hospital. Lepore, who is a no-known address because he's so Lepore, uh, was charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and assault and battery on a police officer. He was arraigned in Palmer District Court and is being held without bail pending a dangerousness hearing. Mm. What uh, what uh, clued them off that he might be dangerous? That uh, punching of the windows? Oh, I'll kind of, I don't know. Might be... Uh, you know, if, when you say, hey, what's your name? And uh, he says, Puddin' and Tame. And they say, where do you live? Yeah, and he's like. Uh, well, I used to live down the lane, but yeah. now I'm kind of in between. I'm yeah. uh, I'm uh, shelter deficient. Yeah, and then he said, ask me again, and I'll tell you the same. <laughs> and then when they said, no, what's your name? And he's like, GD, and he punches the window of the car, and he gets yeah. all upset, and yeah, he's yeah. walking around in a huff. I'm just speculating on what happened. Yeah. Well, since uh, this happened on Wednesday, yeah. you're hearing about it on Monday. It's kind of kind of quick to fill in all the details. Well, it's the telephone game. That's how the news is released. One person tells another person. You know, they call the operator. Carol, you'll never believe what happened. Maud, you're never going to believe what just happened. Yeah. This could be nothing. <laughs> this could be just a guy who, you know, had a bad day and it turned into something more. We don't even know if it's the truth or not. Maybe, this might just be a yeah. guy that you know lost a couple coins in the soda machine, just started to shake the machine. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's punching you know, you know, police cruisers. That would get me irate. Sure. 
Northampton and police and mass environmental police responded to a call that there was a bear in a tree on Gothic Street in Northampton. The bear climbed up into the tree, garnering the attention of onlookers. According to Northampton police, they had to use a tranquilizer dart to get the bear out of the tree after it showed no signs of leaving. Video shows the bear falling from the tree. According to uh, police, the bear was relocated to an undisclosed location. A more bear-friendly neighborhood? Yes, uh, and by undisclosed location, the dumpster behind the police station (laughs) is an undisclosed location. You're shooting the bear. I think think the cops kind of, like, they get excited when they have to do stuff like this. Because I think I would. I'd be like, oh, you know what? There's a bear. Now we're not going to kill it. We're just going to make it go to sleep for a little yeah, while. Yeah, you, know, you take the tranquilizer gun and you shoot it at the bear. This, um, you know, I'm looking at the the, the picture that's uh, posted on. Uh, actually, it's posted on uh, Channel Five in Boston. Yeah, uh, it looks like a pretty big bear. I mean, to be in a tree. Well, I mean, I mean it's hard to tell because I mean, you you can't really get a sense of how big the tree is, but. It's a good sized bear to be up in a tree. It is a good sized bear, but do they um, do they make sure that the bear didn't break any limbs? Uh, like, I mean, if you fall out of a tree mm. and you're a five hundred pound or more bear, thousand pound bear, you're likely to break something if you if you fall. Depends on how high the, the bear gets, I suppose. But you know, I mean, I, Northamptons. I've seen plenty of bears over there. There's lots of bears. In There's lots of bears in Northampton. None of them are getting shot by a tranquilizer gun. I would hope not. Maybe something else, but you uh, rarely ever see them climb yeah. trees. Right. Yeah, they're they're more. Uh, well, they do hike. They go up to that little rest stop up yeah, in, yeah. Uh, up off the highway. You know, uh, this is this is a pretty big sized bear, uh, kind of pretty high up the, off the tree. Yeah. So, the, like, you know, this is where I want to know, like, the questions I want. To be asked. Okay. okay. What did you do with the bear afterwards? Did you, how did you relocate it? Did you put it on like a gurney or like, how do you, how do you get a big giant bear like that? You get a forklift like Peter Griffin did with the whale <laughs> trying to shove it back into the ocean yes. and poking the side of the <laughs> yeah, whale I don't, with, the, I don't know. with the forks. But you got to be careful because do you know what building this is? No. Okay. So this is literally uh, downtown. If I'm not mistaken, I think... Oh, boy. I think this is like next to where the Urban Outfitters uh, is and, you know, past like in between that or like the that big building next to it yeah. from the Calvin. Okay. And uh, if, if I'm getting that right. And uh, there's there's one of those wrought iron fences around the that property. Okay, yeah. So if the bear falls, it I can... mean, he could fall on the ground, but the last thing you'd want to do is impale him on the fence. Because one- you have no idea how expensive those fences can be. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you don't want to ruin the fence. You that's don't. For sure. But my God. This, oh, uh, yeah. There is that fence there. You he, see what I'm if saying? If he had fallen down, he could have hit in that thing. He, 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 absolutely. That's a dang. How does a. Here's the question How does a bear get downtown in Springfield? I mean, in, in Northampton. Well, it was. City bus? You're not that. Bicycle? Fu- yeah, people, you're not that far from the woods. Like, it's not... Steve, it's downtown Northampton. Yeah, and it's... I but, mean, but a, you're, a bear is way out of his element in downtown. What's he going to do? Go shopping at Thorne's Marketplace? 
You're gonna go, uh, you know, up and down looking for bars that uh, that have been shuttered. No, he's gonna tell his kids uh, before Eric Shore came in here and closed everything. This place used to be actually a pretty hopping city. Now it's just a desolate wasteland. You want your kicks now? You got to go over to East Hampton, and nobody wants to go over there. Not now. Yeah, East Hampton used to be uh, the town, uh, the up and coming town. Now it's just a bunch of woke people over there. <laughs> Bunch of woke ladies yeah. who are ruining the, the entire landscape. Yeah, ladies. I would like to know how this, where this bear came from. What? How did he get onto Main Street? I mean, honestly. Well, he got off of 91 and uh, came from Deerfield. Took, took a left, probably yeah. went to like Newberry right. Comics yeah, for right. a little bit, yeah. you know, fiddled through some uh, records and stuff. Yeah, went to uh, Jackalope. <laughs> Had some of that uh, wood-fired fri- pizza or yeah. fried pizza or yeah. whatever. Oh, that's good. Is it wood-fired or wood-fried? Is that what fired. It fired. Fired. You don't fry the, in the fire. I know, but I always get those two uh, mixed up. Yeah, no, it's wood fired. Yeah, well, maybe. Hey, uh, house party. One person was fatally shot and five others were injured by gunfire at a house party in Massachusetts early Sunday morning. Police responded to a disturbance call at a third floor apartment in Lawrence about 3 a.m., which is when they found the victims, uh, according to the statement from the uh, district attorney. All six victims were taken to Lawrence General Hospital where one was pronounced dead. Two others were flown by medical helicopter to hospitals in Boston for additional treatment. No names or any other information about the victims were made public pending notification of the family. They did not disclose what may have sparked the shooting and no arrests were announced. However, the gunfire did not appear to be a random act of violence. A house party. <laughs> Somebody must have showed up with one of those ambrosias with the marshmallow and the jello and the whipped Sam, cream. I'm thinking more like a kid and play house party, but I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. He, he but- called my mama a hoe. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, Why on earth would you call his mother a gardening tool? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this is uh, the Northampton Courthouse. Yeah. That's what that building is. Oh, is that what that is? Ah. Now, I don't I don't know if they if his bear was had a trial, but I figured on Sunday it'd probably be closed. Yeah, he's going to have to wait in the holding cell until Monday morning. Then they're right. going to have to bring that bear back into court for trespassing. Maybe. Maybe. You know, they're going to set up a whole thing. He's not going to be able to come back in the city. But uh, how is he going to be able to see his his uh, wife? Here's what I think. Here's what I think happened. Yeah. The bear needed to get into the courthouse, okay, for any number of reasons. Yeah. Lots of things that, you know, he maybe had to file for uh, a license or, you know, something like that. It's closed. He's got, you know, he's got, like, he, like on Monday, let's say he's going fishing, needs a fishing license. So he goes to the courthouse, right? Yeah. Looking for a fishing license. They're closed. He said, well, you know what? I think the uh, the fish and game uh, commission is on the third floor of the courthouse. I'm just going to climb up this tree, jump in, onto the ledge, open up a window, and I'll just apply for my fishing license, and then I'll I'll leave. Well, they have the paper filings right in the lobby. Well, there's yeah. that there's that too. I mean, he climbed, yeah. he missed like the, the that that bottom floor, and then uh, he's a little bit too high for the second floor. He's just about there for the third floor. Again, he you know, it's a pretty tall tree, and he's able to climb. The only thing I can think of, why would a bear need to get into the courthouse that badly? Uh, I don't know. Or am I just being an idiot and oh. not and not knowing enough about bear uh, uh, your, your values? Maybe he didn't pay his excise tax on. Uh, That's you know, it. That, it's not fishing. It's not the fishing license. It's excise, excise tax. Yep. Yeah. He had that. He had that Yukon <laughs> that he was driving around. Exactly yeah. my and point. He got arrested the one night. He got, it. It, well, actually, they didn't arrest him because he didn't do anything illegal. They just towed the Yukon. And These... then now he was without a car. That's how he got on Main Street in Northampton. <laughs> if you hadn't taken his Yukon away. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, instead, he had to take an Uber. Yeah. 
And the cops are like, listen, if we let every bear drive around here with not paying their excise tax, we're going to have to let all the bears around here drive around without paying their excise tax. Listen, we can't commu- have that. Our community and state requires yeah. that, that kind of tax money. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to rain uh, from now until Thursday. Uh, high of 59 today, high of 55 tomorrow. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of, uh, well, 60 now. It went up a degree. <laughs> so it'll be a little bit warmer than I said, uh, you know, five minutes ago. Uh, 60 for a high today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 55. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, after 8 o'clock, you'll get your chance to uh, to get the keyword to cash. Uh, everyone can uh, qualify for $1,000. Every weekday, 8, 11, 2, and 5 o'clock, we'll announce the keyword. You enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. Play every weekday to increase your chances. It's keyword to cash, brought to you by textmeforTires.com. Kim Keogh of the Nielsen team, Keller Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Uh, what do you got? What's, well, you What's going on over there? Cohen's going to come in here in just a few minutes, see? And uh, there's a very good possibility that we're going to talk uh, quite a bit about hockey. 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 I mean, we'll talk about the uh, the Patriots and the draft and all that other stuff and the Celtics. But, but mostly it's the disappointment of the Bruins. Uh, having the greatest NHL regular season in history and then not being able to win an opening round series that has to go to seven and deciding uh, a seventh and deciding game. I hate a seven game series. I don't care what sport it is. If it's baseball, it, uh, basketball, hockey, I don't like it. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the that's the whole point. The point is to see who who really is the yeah. better of two teams after that many games. Oh, I totally understand that. But as a fan, the last thing I want to do is sit around late at night on a Sunday night to watch a hockey game that crumbles in the final minutes of regulation and uh, when they should have won that series five days ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, so what, the Maple Leafs now? are uh, Toronto. They, they, the Florida so, will play Toronto. Wow. Uh, and the Maple, there was some stat about them, right? They haven't uh, had like a, like a winning team in years. What's the what was the statistic? Uh, I think the stat is they haven't won a Stanley Cup in years and years and years. Uh, yeah, well, hey, you know that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a team yeah. that uh, wants know, to win. And uh, you know, it'd be sure. a better thing. What it would be a better thing if the Bruins had won last night and they would be facing Toronto and then wipe the floor with them and then advance even further. That would have been even better. I would have been able to uh, stomach that. I wasn't able to stomach what I saw last night. You know what? Uh, Life still goes on, Bax. We still have to get up. We still have to do this show. Yeah. We still have to uh, talk about things. You can't get so upset about something. It's just a sporting event. No, I understand, Steve. I do. I totally get it. I'm here with you. But uh, when you're just talking about like the next day, mm-hmm. that's really where I'm going to focus most of my attention. It's like Today is going to be about being angry at the Bruins. Maybe all this rain is just God's tears from uh, the Bruins not making it. Yeah. Like yeah. like even he wanted to see the Bruins he's win. He's going to cry for five days. That's why it's going to be rainy until Thursday. That you know, that you could bring, be happening, Max. I wouldn't yeah, put yeah, it past him. Yeah. Totally wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him. Nope. Yeah. And then so, we have to deal with Scott Cohen. That's the that's probably the worst thing you got to deal with on a Monday morning. It's like it's like a it's like a it's it's like a pig pile of misery is what it is. You yeah. know, it's like 
Okay, the Bruins lose, then there's rain, then there's Cohen. Then my view from the couch music doesn't work. It's like, what, yeah. okay, what else could possibly happen and, today? And Cohen's really into hockey. Remember all the times he talked about the uh, the Thunderbirds? Yes, right? I do. Remember all those times that he... Yes, I do. That last uh, sportscast yes. where he was reminded why he didn't talk about them <laughs> for the entire season? I'm sure he'll talk all of you. I'm sure yeah. he will. He's a big fan, though. Oh, the biggest fan ever. He yeah. loves hockey. So yes, that's coming up in just a few minutes. It's... Just about 656 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 707 and Joe Walsh on Rock 102. It's going to rain for the next five days, so uh, get on your raincoats. It's going to be a high of 60 today and a high of 54 tomorrow. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Under normal circumstances, I would be delighted to welcome back. Yeah. Scott Cohen. Yep. But today I feel like I'm kicking a dented can down a long and hurtful road man what an awful night awful last dude. night just, there's no other way to put it there's not awful and you know it's like the way i the way i kind of look at this time of year i mean the, you know we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have five months of the red Sox, and then towards the end of the red Sox, you know we'll get the patriots like midsummer, and then we kind of slide into mm-hmm. that but like this is kind of the sweet spot where we're tr- we're just trying to make the hockey season last as long as possible. Same thing with the Celtics who play tonight, and the Bruins look. I mean, they look legit, man. And we're like, I this is going to last me till June. It's yeah. going to be awesome. You know, I I was said it before. I'll say it a million times. There's nothing I hate more in sports than a seventh and deciding game. I know game. you said that, there's, and there's, two things can happen, yeah. and fifty percent of them are really bad. Yeah, actually more. It's like you know, it's actually seventy five percent. There's a chance you could lose. There's the half, and the fact that you're involved in it, you're. It's like Bex. I was. I'm sitting in my chair last night watching the game. And literally, like, I'm saying to myself, I'm, this is a friggin' tension convention. What am I doing? Yeah, absolutely. It, and was, it, it was not enjoyable. No, and, and, and here you are. It's the third period. They got a minute left to go, thinking, okay, well, then this is, please, this is done. Like, just please. Yeah, don't I'm begging do, you. Don't do anything disastrous. And what happens? D- disaster. Absolute disaster. disaster. This is what I'm talking about. It's like, you know. Listen, I understand the the dram- the drama of, of it all. That's all that look. That's, that's all well and that's, good. That's all well and good, but you know what? I was up all night just angry because right. here you have a historic uh season. The 65 best ever. W- best ever. The best ever. Six best ever. 65 wins, 135 points, and in just 60 seconds they mess it all up. Oh my god. It just do brutal and my blood is freaking boiling after last night i could not believe what was happening before my eyes and right. then you know then you gotta roll over and try to go to sleep we well, can't hit. go to sleep no you can't i'm like i've got to get up in the morning and do sports for you guys i gotta i gotta drag my sorry rear end down here from northampton yeah and i'm like and there's bears all over the place you gotta bear, avoid there's, them. There's bears oh, right trees. down the street and i'm like i gotta get to bed what are you guys doing to me <sighs> but you know what? It's like, look, I um, I said this. I, I've said this the last month and a half, two months of the NHL season. I told you guys the NHL regular season is the longest exhibition season in professional sports. It doesn't matter. All it is is entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse to sell tickets, beer, hot dogs. It doesn't matter. This is what matters. And they, they just... 
Oh, that's oh, it. I'm, really, I'm really mad now. I know. I'm telling you, they, they, they basically <laughs> took your heart right out of your chest cavity, yep. squeezed their hands all around it, served it on a piece of toast, and said, here you go. Enjoy it. Right. And then one of the other things we talked about, you were, I remember you asking me, you know, what, what, <laughs> what can possibly go wrong? Everything. Everything. And I said to you that, if, well, I go, what happens if, um, what happens if uh, Daniel Pasternak all of a sudden you know sprains his knee in the second to last game of right. the season and he's he's out for the playoffs they didn't they they lost the first three games of the series without without patrice bergeron their captain who by the way has had a he revealed what what his problem was herniated last disc. he's got a herniated disc in his in his back he separated his shoulder a couple of years ago in the playoffs you're wondering if that guy's coming back next year come on seriously David Krejci, you know, one of their best players, misses the first three games of the season or of the playoffs. It's this is what happens. Yeah. Well, and they paid the price for it. They sure did. Um, but and, you, did and you, that quick footnote, um, the, the fellow who scored the first goal of the game and the one that sent it to overtime, uh, Brandon Montour, former UMass Minutemen. Guy was a thorn in the Bruins side the mm-hmm. entire series, and he played college hockey up yeah. at UMass. Be uh, fun to have him up for alumni weekend someday. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's uh, we'll ta- let's we'll talk about uh, something else here for a second. The uh, the Patriots uh, finished the, the yeah. draft. Yeah, kind of a weird draft from them. In, in in some ways they did great, and in other ways you're kind of shaking your head and say, really you. Had well, to, you, know, you had to trade up to, to draft a kicker and a punter? Well, you know, it's like that's that's what happens in, unless you pick in the top 10. That's what happens in the NFL draft. It's like you – so so they they traded they traded down to get an extra draft pick, and they got, they got this guy Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, Oregon. cornerback, who when you all of a sudden you're like, you're like this, like Christian Gonzalez, who, who's that? And then you find out that prior to the draft, he was he was rated the number one cornerback in college football. Unless you follow this stuff closely, you don't know that. No. And I, what, I, what I got here, after him, it was a defensive end, a safety, a center, two Deion guards, White. a punter. And listen, unless you're, you know, living in your basement and, you know, you're watching college football uh, 24-7, you don't know who these guys are. No. And don't pretend that you don't. You don't know who they are. <laughs> And what? chances are they'll show up and then they'll disappear under the cover of darkness because they don't end up making the team. Well, everything I've read about Christian Gonzalez is pretty damn stud. good. Stud. Absolutely. So he could really turn into something special. Absolute stud. So but, they got they got a I guess you know in the in the grading thing that you see that these that these, you know, shut-ins <laughs> come up with. <laughs> they got an A they got an A, a rating in the draft. Yeah. So, but these guys got to show up. They got to end up making the team if they get, you know, what kind of playing time they're going to get for the upcoming season. But it, it looks like on paper the Patriots did okay. The uh, the Celtics start off with the uh, the Sixers tonight. Yep. Joel Embiid is not playing tonight. He, he's not. And I read this morning that uh, he's got a knee sprain. And you know, normally they grade those things grade one, grade two. They say it's worse than a grade one. And he, I told you guys last week, I really. Uh, with him in the lineup, I I really thought the Sixers were one of the most dangerous teams in the East. Obviously, if he's not playing, they're not, and this is this is just going to be a cakewalk for the Celts. I'm telling. I'm, I'm almost afraid. I'm almost afraid to say anything now, <laughs> yeah. make any kind of prediction, because after last week when we're talking about how the Bruins are just going to you know dance right through this whole yep. thing. 
all of a sudden it's a it's a disaster. I mean, I hope that's true. I mean, even if it Embiid's out for just one game. It looks like he might be out for more than that. But even if he's out there for one game, yep. taking a one-game advantage over that team is is pretty important. Yeah, Philly's early on. Philly's tough. They're really tough, and you know they're t- they're just tough. They're yeah. they're a really really good team. Uh, By the way, I'm going to the game tonight. You're you're going? Yes. Really? Oh yeah. How'd you get how'd you get those? That's yeah, one of those client boondoggles. You know? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Did you buy tickets for the client, or the client ask you? It's oh, well, this is a freebie. This is a no charger. Come on, dude. I don't. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm just saying. Hey, I know how this thing works. I don't pay to go to these games. That's sorry. I you would pay. Care. You would actually pay if you said no. I I, I don't. I don't. Pay, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. No. You, you are a douchebag. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, you're just like the way, just the way you talk. I got a freebie tonight. Uh, somebody else paying for the ticket. I wouldn't buy one I of these. Pa- I wouldn't pay to go see North Celtics or the Bruins uh, play. It's got to be a freebie, man. <laughs> yeah. Blowhard. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm the blowhard. Yeah, look at him. Look at him go. Oh He's, my God, yeah. talk guy. You're the big fat phony, man. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. am. I am a phony. I don't. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> He's willing. He's willing. That. He's willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. Last week we were talking, uh, you know, a little bit more about football, and we're talking about uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Yes. I said that I wasn't sure that deal was going to happen. Right. You thought he was just going to retire. Well, I mean, you figure 45 days, you can't complete the deal, and all of a sudden, it's completed and what like, happens, within buddy, hours four, after you and I are talking. 45 days and three and a half hours later, they finally make the deal. Well, here's here's the thing. Everyone is, well, I'm not everyone, but a lot of people are saying that the Jets are an automatic threat to win the conference and go to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's the case, well, and, I, and I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's the Jets or the fact that they had to you know, leverage their future for a 40-year-old quarterback. But there are so many other teams in the right. AFC that are better than the Jets. They may not have the defense the Jets have, but they're better. You can't tell me that that you know, that uh, they're better than than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Right. I I won't I won't listen to that. No, you can't. Because you be can't. Dumb to do that. Absolutely. So you know, to me, it's like you know, there are some people saying, "Oh, it's it's a lock. They're going to get the the the, uh, the Super Bowl." I don't think it's a lock. Of course, you not. have to think about this. Of course not. You know, Aaron Rodgers, as great as he has been throughout his entire career, and as a Packer fan, I'll be the first to admit, the guy was just a sensational he's a, talent. He's a perennial. He's a Hall of Famer. Without a, you know, first ballot Hall first of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Never be in question. Yep. But the fact of the matter is, by the middle of this season, he will be 40 years old. He is not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is an aberration when it comes to age and playing at that level. Most quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't care how well they're taking care of their bodies, yep. their bodies break down of course. at the age of 40. Right. It's a demanding position. And to expect that he's going to have what they need to put them into a Super Bowl, to me it's way too premature to even consider that conversation when you have some of the best quarterbacks at, you know, in the AFC this season, even in that division you've got you know guys who are playing yep. better than he did last year. Yep. I listen. Uh, I think. I think the fact that he's in. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You're in New York. You're talking about you. You're talking about multiple teams trying. And this is what happens: trying to grab the back page of the New York Post and the and the New York Daily News. That's why that. That's why the Jets and the Giants go out and try and find these guys because they want to get the back page of the sports page. Right. Aaron Rodgers gives him that every single Jet game now. 
before he signed, you, you they'd be an afterthought. You wouldn't. You're going to see the Jets on TV more next fall than you've ever seen them before because they've got they've got Buck Rogers. They have Buck Rogers. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, listen, uh, Buck the guy Ro- the guy still has gas in the tank. Using the cliche, sure, without question. But you know what? Um, the guy was annoyed and aggravated and butthurt over the grueling media scrutiny That's of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yes. And now he's going into the toughest media market in the world where New York will eat him alive yeah. if if he goes uh, nine and eight or uh, or starts out three and four. It goes ten and seven. I don't think I don't think that'll be enough for them. And yeah. I think they'll find ways of tearing him apart. Well, he's got it all figured out, buddy. If all of a sudden he starts getting chewed up by the New York media, he'll just lock himself in a dark room, this quiet, and and he'll you know pop out Saturday morning to you know go go run some laps and get ready for Sunday's game. The uh, the Derby is Sunday. Yeah, the Derby Sunday. You I you know it's like I used to cover horse racing. You know I did it for years, and uh, yeah, first Saturday in May, man. And to be honest, Wait, why, why did I say Sunday? Yeah, it's Saturday. First Saturday in yeah. May, and you know with all the obviously the debacle that happened last night i think i i've been preoccupied but yeah um the derby's on saturday it's it's the most exciting two minutes in sports except if you're a bruins fan where it's the most (laughs) exciting minute and a half yeah and your team doesn't get the job done i uh, i read uh, they had to euthanize one of the the uh the horses on thursday oh uh wild on ice broke his leg that was not uh, you know it was supposed to be in the derby uh, apparently not uh, not repairable, and so you know you you think about you know the kind of money it takes to have a horse eligible to get to that level, yeah. and then you know to have to you know sadly euthanize him because of uh, of an accident. Pretty pretty sad, but yeah, uh, you know to me uh, the Derby is uh, two minutes of running around in a circle, and then it's, you, it's and then you try lot. to spend the rest of the night nursing off that. That those uh, mint julep hangovers. Listen, they say the Triple Crown is one of the most difficult th- next to the Stanley Cup. We know that. Depending on what team you're on. Depending on what team you're following, uh, the Triple Crown is one of the toughest things to win. It's it's three three races in three different states over three different distances in about six or seven weeks. It's grueling. But, yeah. and, but if you're going to win the Triple Crown, you got to win the Derby first. All right, Scott Cohen, good to see you. You guys too. All right, 721 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen of Rock 102. 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serve you Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or serveyoulocksmith.com. Um. Oh, yeah, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon. Yeah, Steve I was going to say, would you, would you, why'd you stop there? I don't, the, you know, I, I'm, what's going on with you this morning? I'm anyway. tired. I'm discombobulated. I feel like uh, people are messing with me, and uh, I've had it. So I have to, uh, I have to go to a, like a routine, like doctor appointment after this. Yeah, but like I don't. I we've had this discussion before. I have to get blood work done, like the lipid panel and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh yeah, but I. I can't like I'm fasting, so I I can't eat anything. I can't. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not even really supposed to drink black coffee. Uh, you know, maybe one. I, I haven't tried that yet, but I'm getting closer and closer to this test. I don't. My schedule is not like the the thing where I can just go at you know seven o'clock in the morning when they open somewhere. Right. I'm already here at work, yeah. so I'm waiting until like ten thirty before I have to uh, get the. It's really not a very comfortable. 
You know what I do? But I'm okay. This is what I do. Yeah. And I and listen. I I know that these things have to be done. Yeah. You know, uh, from time to time, got to do the flat, the fasting, blood work, and it's a pain. You're absolutely right. On a on a work day, it's a pain. But there are a couple labs that are open on a Saturday. And I that, get it. And I, that I, is awesome. I get it. But you also remember, I live at least thirty minutes from everything. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I guess I could plan it for a Saturday, but I also do things on Saturday mornings too that I don't want to have to be inconvenienced by that. I'd nope. rather do it after you know after work. But but I'm, here you I'm are. Make- it's going to be like you know it's going to be like nine fifteen nine thirty before anyone takes your blood. Uh, it's going to be longer than that because by the time I get there, you know, it's going to be packed. Yeah. with people, and right. so that's why I'm saying Saturdays are the greatest because. You, you literally just can roll out of bed and get there, and you're done. And then, you, then you can go and and chow down right after. Yeah, that. but it, this, the way this work, it, it doesn't work out that way for me. I know you're you're you know it's nice that you live close to uh, a metro area. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, uh, it's a little more convenient for you than it but is. But I still for me. go to one of the suburban labs. I don't go down. I don't go to uh, to the hospital. Yeah, but you there. have suburban labs by you. Our our lab is, yeah. is closed on Saturdays. That sucks. So you have to go to the metro area anyway. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, police are asking for the public's help in locating a Yamaha dirt bike stolen from a residence on Wilbraham Road in Munson. According to the Munson police, the theft occurred sometime since uh, 10 p.m. Friday night. Officials said that the dirt bike was posted on Facebook Marketplace at the time of the theft, so it may possibly no longer be in the Munson area. If you have noticed any suspicious activity on or near Wilbraham Road or if you have seen the dirt bike that they're putting up on their uh, their Facebook page, you're asked to car. Uh, you're asked to contact Sergeant Jane Bailey. You know, I would think this would be very easy to find because probably gonna be driven up and down like uh, Page Boulevard or you know Boston Road or yeah. Main Street downtown Springfield. Well, most of those bikes are stolen from people out, you know, out in the country. That that's have what these I'm saying. Things, you know, so uh, if it's got right. any, if it's got any distinguishing marks, all you got to do is, uh, you know, to run a little surveillance in uh, certain areas of Springfield. I would suggest putting air tags on everything. Any kind of tracking device that you can put on your own thing, mm-hmm. uh, that might help in aiding in uh, finding yeah. these things. And that way, you can go up and down Springfield, knock on doors, say, excuse me, but I think you have my dirt bike. And by the way, there's an air tag near you that's uh, been going off for like the last... It's been following you for yeah. the last two days. And you, just, you just show the perpetrator uh, your phone that has a track to this very address, and then you start getting indignant. Indignant? Yeah. I mean, don't waste the cops' time with it. Do it yourself. See what happens. Uh, police have arrested three men from Springfield for animal cruelty after four horses and one pony were found to be living in unsanitary conditions. This is in Middletown, Connecticut, but the people are from Springfield. Okay. Police were called to a property at 205 Middle Street in Middletown on February 6th for a well-being check of four horses and a pony. The property has a barn for boarding large animals and a residential home that is not associated with the barn. During this well-being check, police determined that the animals did not have sufficient food and supplies. Police identified the men responsible for the animals as out-of-state residents who are not affiliated with the property. Police say the men initially complied with the care instructions given to them while animal control officers continue to periodically monitor the animal's well-being. On April 26th, the animal control unit received information from a concerned citizen that no one had been on the property to care for the animals since at least April 23rd. 
The concerned citizen said the animals had been outside the entire time. Really? The uh, responding ACO discovered that the horses and pony were, in fact, left outside and had no access to food or water for at least three days. They were then found to be in poor condition and undernourished. The ACO found that there was no food on the property for the animals and their living condition was unsanitary. Starvation for a horse, starvation for any animal is is incredibly painful, said uh, the president of uh, Desmond's Army Animal Law Advocates. Uh, I was disgusted. Uh, Zilla is the president of uh, Desmond's Army Group, uh, a group fighting for justice in animal cruelty cases. Now, uh, I, I'm going to assume, uh, I don't know this for sure, when you that these people were at least, were they paid up? I mean, they, they were paying to stable this horse, correct? I, it, that's what I don't understand. It's saying that the house, the residence was not associated with the barn. So it could be one of these things where you lease out the property to somebody else. Right. And somebody else says, okay, well, I'm going to rent this barn out now uh, that I have things. So maybe they were paying on time, but they weren't taking care of the animals. Well, that's that was going to yeah. be my next point. It's like, you know, if you're... You know, if you love horses and you're going to stable a horse, you know, just paying for the space isn't enough unless you're paying the owner of the stable oh my God. to do that stuff. You know how much investment goes into a horse? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's uh, between the food and stabling mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. Unless you, I mean, you, most people who own horses work solely just to keep the horse comfortable and alive and and fed and and comfortable see you know? but when i go to work i go to work primarily to keep myself comfortable and stable yeah and i don't even have to live in a stable well that's true yeah well i maybe that's the selfishness of me but i wouldn't be doing this job for a horse unless you do something uh you might be put out to the stable for a couple of nights well, i would hope not i would hope i would not be uh, cast out and left in Middletown, Connecticut, to sit outside for a couple of days. All three men are from Springfield, identified as Ricardo Javier Castellano and 19-year-old Eric Hernandez and 20-year-old Luis Xavier Ortiz Santiago. Uh, This remains an ongoing investigation. For now, Middletown uh, police animal control officers will care for the horses and pony with the assistance from local residents. Were these the horses that were being walked around downtown Springfield? Without a care in the world that traffic was, uh, you know, you're in the middle of traffic? I don't know. It's a good question. That was uh, down on Main Street a couple of years ago. Remember the two guys were riding the horses down Main Street? Mm Mm-hmm. Clip-clopping and then complaining that there was traffic around? (laughs) You expect you're... You're you're riding your horse in the middle of an urban urban area. Hey, uh, we're just trying to ride our horses here. What's a Mack truck doing on this road? (laughs) Uh, I don't even know if there are any horse parking areas in Springfield. I'm going to mention Westfield High School, but not the Westfield High School you're thinking about. This is from Texas, right? This is a horrible story, by the way. Students at a Texas high school are accused of forming a mob and beating an assistant principal so badly she was rushed to the hospital. Her colleagues say it's not the first time something violent like this has happened at the school and they don't feel safe. Staff members at Westfield High School in Spring, Texas, are coming forward after the assistant principal was allegedly beaten by several students Thursday at the school's ninth grade center. They say uh, this again. They say, I don't. Why do they keep repeating the lines in these stories? When you I don't know stories because I don't think they know what else to say. Uh, the teacher asked not to be identified out of fear of retaliation from Spring Independent School District, but she says she felt compelled to speak out after the assistant principal's brutal 
beating, which allegedly happened after she tried to break up a fight. Three or four other kids jump in on her and just pummeled her to the ground. They're kicking her and pulling her hair. The victim's family said she was uh, unable to talk after the attack and was suffering from excruciating head pain. Her father says it's unclear how long she uh, may have to stay at the hospital as her pain uh, needs to be constantly monitored. She will also need a CT scan. That's a, what a horrible, yeah, horrible no thing. You go, to, you go to your job. Like, you're in charge of children. <clears throat> yeah. And the children are so vicious that they attack and beat you. To the point where you have to, you're yeah. on a, you're on a, an intensive care now. You know, uh, not for nothing, but uh, a teacher doesn't have to be the kid's friend. No. But if you're being that much of a jerk where now you've got a mutiny on your hands at the hands of children, that might be a, there might be a problem with whatever is going on in that class. It's almost like, why would you want to be an educator in, in those like giant school districts where something like this would happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, police are investigating after two customers at a Popeye's restaurant in Worcester threatened employees, threw food, damaged equipment, and a window after being told an item they wanted was not available on Saturday. Officers responded to the restaurant on Park Avenue at about 4.30 p.m. for a report of two men damaging restaurant equipment. Uh, the men were gone when police arrived. Witnesses told the officers that the two men were in line at the drive-thru in their car and ordered food, but were told that an item they wanted was not available. They responded by threatening the clerk and entering the restaurant. Inside, the men began throwing uh, food at employees and damaging equipment, including a computer, register, TV, and printer. They then left the restaurant, grabbed a rock, and threw it at the drive-thru window, breaking the glass. Jesus. Yeah. CBS News reported that the men were upset about being served a chicken sandwich without jalapeno peppers. Well, that's enough to make anybody irate. Well, okay, you know, I mean, did they order did they order the peppers at the drive-thru? Did they specifically state? They must have wanted the jalapeno peppers, and they probably didn't have the jalapeno peppers well, by the time I, they ordered the food until the time they got to the window. You know what? They're probably, you know, they put it in the winning. The computer hasn't 86 the item yet. Right. So you can't say, no, we don't have jalapeno peppers. They just... The kid puts in the jalapeno peppers. He's like, okay, pull on up to the second window. And they come up to the second window, and they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have the jalapeno peppers. What? See, this is why, you know, I mean, yes, it's a terrible story, and, and I guess on a, on the surface you would think, well, this is, you know, you know why get that upset about about peppers? But if you're, um, you know, you if you order fast food regularly and uh, your order comes out wrong, it's, you know, I mean... How difficult is it? I mean, how difficult is it to follow my very specific instructions? I want a chicken sandwich with jalapenos on them. I should be able to get them. And then you get you get there and boom, where, where are the peppers? Here's the thing. Where, where, where are the peppers that I specifically stated I wanted? You have some serious anger issues. You know, I, I've, get, I've gotten irritated plenty of times in my life, right? Yeah. Plenty of times where I've uh, maybe overreacted to something. But, like, even in the initial, like, overreacting, there's a part of me that goes, wait a minute, are you being ridiculous about this, or is this, uh, you know, is this behavior warranted? Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of have that conversation. Like, am I just being a baby about this, or is this, you know, you kind of weigh that out. To get to the point where somebody tells you they don't have jalapenos for your chicken sandwich, to get out of the car, 
Like to do all these things, it, like how much effort gets put in and not one time going, yeah, maybe I'm overreacting a little bit to this. You walk in the restaurant, you start smashing the register. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're starting to throw food at the other employees. Right. You're, you're damaging windows. You're throwing things around. And not one point do you say, hey, maybe I'm overreacting to all this. Right. Okay, but let's, let's, let's reframe this scenario. Let's just say... You're at the drive-thru, and you're at the uh, you're at the speaker, and you say, listen, I want a chicken sandwich, I want peppers on it, and then you go uh, to pick it up and pay for it, yeah. okay? And uh, they hand you the bag, and you say, there are peppers on this, right? Specifically stated peppers, and the guy says, yeah, 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 there's peppers on the, on the sandwich. And then you go, you eat the sandwich, no peppers, no peppers. So we don't, you know, we don't know exactly what led up to the to the, the promise of peppers and whether that promise was fulfilled. If you were specific and said, listen, I love your chicken sandwich, but I can't eat it without some jalapenos uh, peppers on top of it. And then you ask again, there are peppers on this, right? You got this right? No, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, sir, no problem. No peppers? I'll be back hey, in that, yeah, I'll be back in that store in a matter it, of if, seconds. If it, if it rises to the level of smashing the register. Yeah. And breaking the drive-through window, Steve. Let's say I ordered a Happy Meal for myself. Okay, now yeah. I'm an adult, and you know, typically adults don't get the Happy Meal. But let's just say I did, and uh, I ordered the Happy Meal with the chicken nuggets. Yeah, and I wanted uh, the ranch dipping sauce. Yeah, but they gave me honey barbecue. Oh yeah, and no toy. You're gonna tell me you're not gonna go back in the store looking at like a the, the crack a few heads. I'm telling you, I gotta find that video of the woman trying to break through the drive-through window of a McDonald's, and to oh, the, trying to climb through it. Yeah, well, she was like trying to smash this. stuff. She was yelling at. I I don't even remember. What she, they didn't have something. She was yelling at the drive-through, and the manager, the line from the manager inside the store, going, "What the f is this bitch on?" <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, it was just the way he said that was like, yeah, what is she on? She's she's nasty. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to rain for the next five days, so buckle up for that. Uh, high of 61 today, tomorrow high of 55. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You've heard it. Brock, it's 7.52 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to rain for the rest of the week. It's uh, 45 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, daily podcast is going to get posted after after the uh, the show today. You'll hear all those great uh, views on the couch segments that I've done. Uh, but also, uh, make sure you're checking out the, uh, the Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Fergal Lawler. He's the drummer for the Cranberries. Uh, this year, they're celebrating the 30th anniversary release of their first album. In fact, a brand new reissue has, uh, has just been uh, released. Actually, I think it's being released this week. So you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Uh, well, you heard that. Are you ready to hear this? Yes. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. I kind of agree with this lady. The video is making the rounds of a Spirit Airlines employee using tape on a wing before the flight is about to take off. <laughs> there is the TikToker, My Honey Smacks, commenting while filming the repairs. This is the exact reason why I don't fly with Spirits. I don't care if it is aviation, airplane, tape, or nothing. The fact that you even had to take the plane together, and then you're doing it while people are on the flight like we cannot see you. 
After a while, that's going to need a fresh new coat of tape. That tape going to lose their stickiness. You flying all around the world and you got tape holding it together? You know, I... There's a level of understanding that most people probably don't understand about how that stuff works. You know, the, you know, it's not just like your scotch tape that you right. bought from 3M at, at Dollar General earlier in the day. Well, we don't know that for sure. Well, but, uh, you know, to, to do it while people are watching it just doesn't make you feel good before you're about to fly. Like, whoa, why is that being taped right now? <laughs> what are those paper clips yeah, what is doing that? over there? Those little, you know, they have, well, you know, those hard clips. Yeah, right. The ones with the, uh, the those butterfly clips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are pretty strong. Oh, the so the big ones sure are. That could probably hold a wing on. Yeah, while it's on the ground, it you know, can hold the wing on while it's in flight. I don't know, but I can understand, uh, you know, where your concern is for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the the nuts and the bucket of nuts and bolts that just fell to the ground outside the wing. Uh, that's for later. We have extra pieces when we put it together. Yeah, and then you know you're watching this happen while you're you know sitting uh, in your seat and you're seeing some guy trying to find the the end of the tape roll. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Fiddling around with that for like forty five minutes. Oh, how do you get that? And then he's ripping half of it as he pulls it off. <laughs> Got to go another layer around. Uh, promposals. Uh, why do we do this? I, I, what what I is don't this know. about? You know what? There, I, I thought that, you know, with all the kids having the no prom for like one or two years, we'd say, okay, you know what? We're just happy to even have a prom to even go through this whole idea of me like proposing to you to go to the prom should should be criminal. An Ohio high school student named Gavin Gillig went viral with his very clever promposal. All right, you ready? Okay. Here he is. The Monty Python style yeah, horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sir Gavin Gillig, son of Sir Trevor Gillig, first of his name, destroyer of porcelain, oh, tamer of the beast Chewbacca, slayer of bucks, and scourge to all things that smell nice and clean, cordially <laughs> invites you to the royal gala filled with fun fellowship on 6 May. 2023, the year of our Lord. What is your response, madam? Yes. Ah, wonderful. Uh. <laughs> I will see you soon, ma'am. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, you wow. said no to that dork? Really? I mean, you said yes to that she dork? She said yes. Really? She said yes. Oh, my God. Well, her dad loved it. Her dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is so funny. This, yeah. this young boy trying to woo my daughter. Would you go with me to a dance that will disappoint you for the rest of your life? Uh, th this whole idea of doing anything outrageous to ask somebody to go to a dance with you yeah. is ridiculous. And even though it's prom, it's yeah. who really has a great time at their prom? Uh, I didn't go to my prom. See, and you wouldn't have had I much asked fun. somebody and she said no, and then that was the end of it. And I'm like, well, I'm just not going to go now. Yeah. Well, you know, even if she went with you, you'd probably have a lousy time. And I, actually, I won because uh, it was the Minichog High School uh, prom committee. Yeah. I won a free tuxedo rental that I then turned around and sold for $50. Ooh. So yeah. all so of a sudden, actually, you were, the, big, you I, were the, the, the prom king. I made money. And then I heard all the stories about how people were uh, sneaking in alcohol and mm -hmm. uh, painting the walls of Shea Joseph's bathrooms with their puke. <laughs> So I guess I really didn't miss anything. And you walked away with 50 extra bucks. I guess so.
Uh, let's see. We got time for one more clip. Here's a woman uh, freaking out. A woman in China filmed losing her cool on a robot receptionist and smashing it to pieces in public with a wooden plank. This robot's used to check people into a hospital, and uh, despite being smashed multiple times, at the end of the incident, it was still working. Man, that's like the going into the Popeyes because uh, you didn't get your jalapeno peppers and uh, smashing the crap out of but those were real people. <laughs> that's the difference. You're, uh, that's it. That's, uh, that's now here. This at 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now it's time for Bax's view from the couch on Rock 102. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, you know what's annoying? Let me tell you. For me, there's nothing more aggravating than listening to somebody get all excited when a postseason playoff series goes into a seventh and deciding game. I hate Game 7s because while they bring a certain level of drama and finality, only two things can happen during a Game 7, and half of those things are not good. In fact, they're pretty damn terrible. Last night, for example, the Boston Bruins lost to the Florida Panthers in Game 7 of their first-round playoff series. They didn't lose Game 7. They lost Game 7 in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. It's maybe the biggest disappointment and uh, postseason upset of all time because, you see, the Bruins have spent the entire year putting together the greatest single regular season record in NHL history. 65 wins, 134 points. They lost at home only four times during the entire season, and it all came crashing at home when they couldn't hold on for the final minute of the third period thanks to the tying goal by Florida's Brandon Montour. Suddenly, what seemed to be a surefire win magically transformed into a brick wall. Eight minutes and 35 seconds into overtime, it's all over, and the Bruins lost. Folks, I feel like Mortimer Duke demanding to turn those machines back on and whatever happened to Clarence Beeks and those phony crop reports. Listen, the Bruins led this series three games to one, and today it's the Florida Panthers that are advancing into the next round. No, sir. Seventh games are for teams that don't know how to close. They are not exciting. They are not thrilling. They are, in fact, a giant gut-wrenching pain in the ass. If you had a glorious regular season wasted in a single minute of inattention and shoddy defense, then shame on you. To make things worse, that you not only lost the series, I lost an entire night's sleep when I should have been celebrating a victory five days ago. No thanks. You can keep your Game 7s. I'm much more satisfied and better rested with a four-game blowout. In other words, go Celtics. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber and Traeger and the Big Green Egg, Rocky's got every grilling implement and accessory you'll ever need. Up your grilling game at Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy uh, from now until Thursday (laughs) with a high of 60 today and a high of 54 tomorrow. Uh, 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Before we get into anything else, Steve, I uh, have to tell you that it is time for the keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. Uh, Today's keyword, uh, Steve, is the word may. Today is May 1st. So, yeah, the word is May. That's M-A-Y. That is an M. May I please have $1,000 in cash? A, another chance at winning $1,000 in cash. Why? 
because they really could use $1,000 in cash. Yeah, but how's it spelled? Uh, M-A-Y. Yeah. And it's very, very simply. Just go to rock102.com and enter the word May for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword for a chance to win 1000 bucks. Your $1,000 keyword for today is the word uh, uh, May. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. We got that out of the way. There you have it. How about that? Now okay. taking a trip all the way back over to East Hampton. Yeah, Some news coming out over the weekend. Two stories. One. Uh, which one do you want to hear about first? Let's uh, let's do the Lori Garcia story first. Yeah. Uh, a second school committee member in East Hampton has resigned on the heels of the tempestuous superintendent search. It is tempestuous, I have to say. We should refer to that, uh, the tempestuous uh, Bax and Nagel show. See, I don't know if yeah, we're tempestuous. You, you, are you? We're incorrigible, but are we tempestuous? I don't know. That's, a, that's, a, that's a big word. On Saturday morning, Lori Garcia submitted her resignation to her colleagues via email. The resignation comes two weeks after former member Shannon Dunham also quit. After deep consideration, it is with utmost regret that I write this letter to inform you of my resignation effective immediately, Garcia wrote. I can no longer work with a committee that has proven to act in ways that are detrimental to our school district and community at large. Well put. Garcia, elected to the committee in 2017, said she disagreed with the committee's description of a negotiation, quote unquote negotiation, with Superintendent Finalist Vito Perone. The committee offered Perone the superintendent position on March 23rd, and he accepted pending successful negotiations. Less than a week later, the committee at a March 30th executive session rescinded that offer to Perone, included ladies as a salutation in an email. That executive session is now the subject of an open meeting law complaint, which alleged that the committee's discussion and resulting decision during the March 30th executive session were not within the parameters of the stated reason for the executive session posted in advance of the meeting. The reason was posted to conduct strategy sessions in preparation for negotiations with uh, non-union personnel or to conduct collective bargaining sessions or contract negotiations with non-union personnel. This week, school committee chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski responded to that complaint on behalf of the committee and defended the panel's process that night. Uh, she said, the only discussion that occurred in the executive session was related to the communication and terms proposed by both parties. The fact that the communication and terms proposed did not result in an agreement being reached does not mean that that strategy discussions regarding negotiations did not occur, Kuzinski wrote in an April 26th letter. Here's the problem, though. You now have two people... Uh, Calling you, calling BS yeah. on what you're saying. Well, the next line of the story, yeah. I think, says it all here, too. Garcia, however, disagrees with the chairperson's assessment. She told the Gazette that there was, quote, never a negotiation with Perone. I did not agree with the statement that we followed the agenda, said Garcia. It was a character assassination of Dr. Vito Perone because we were repeatedly told that he, quote, did not know how to be professional, he was too cavalier, and he had used a microaggression when he used ladies in an email. She also said that some committee members claimed Perone was trying to get more from the district than the board was willing to give, including 14 weeks of vacation, which she says was never even an ask from him. See, this is, and you know, I have a tendency to uh, to agree with uh, with Garcia on this because everything you tell that yeah. guy is limited to the microaggression. 
There's no other discussion about what else may have prevented him from that job. If you were if you were rescinding a job, they would have had to have told him these are the reasons why. These are all the things we're not hiring you for. Right. Not just because you used ladies in an email. And you never got to the point of an actual yeah. negotiation. But but see, this is where when when you have people like Marin Goldstein and that uh, that Hersey and that uh, Megan, whatever her name is, they're they're all on that school committee there. When they're like, I, I'm surprised at the way the community is reacting to all this. Why are you surprised when you didn't follow the procedure? You 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 told this man the reason why he didn't get this job was because he used ladies as a microaggression in an email. That being said, they also told him, well, we're not going to say anything about this other than negotiations stalled. Yeah. Now, being the <clears throat> professional that uh, Dr. Perone is, he said, well, I don't want to let anybody think that I'm difficult to make negotiations with, so I'm going to tell everybody what the reason was why yeah. they let me go. That's your own fault. You've created this mess in your own town, and now the voters have lost confidence in you. So much to the point where the two reasonable people that were on that school committee goes, you know what? I you people are nuts. I can't. I got to get out of yeah. this thing. Let's uh, let's uh, make it a little bit more specific. The only two reasonable people, yeah, on this school committee, Lori Garcia and Shannon Dunham. Now Shannon Dunham is leaving for a couple of reasons. One, there's a medical issue, and then two, she thinks the rest of these people are crazy. Yeah, they're out of their minds and unprofessional, and they're not. You know, they're, if you are breaking these kinds of laws, which are very, very specific, open yeah. meeting laws, you know, that winds up in, that winds up being a big problem. The state some, tends to get involved in those kinds of things. Lori Garcia and Shannon Dunham are not the people that should have resigned from that school committee. No. It's the other people. It's the other ones that, that should have resigned back. from that school committee. And maybe they may still, but at this point, you know, you want to push this like a few more months down the road as if that's going to solve a damn thing, especially since between now and then you're going to have to answer to open meeting uh, yeah. infraction allegations. Yeah. Good luck with all that. And, you know, I've uh, I've run into quite a few people who live in the city of East Hampton, and many of them say, you know, first they joke and they go, well, hello, ladies. You know, they, they say that kind of salutation. Oh, yeah. But then when you start to talk to them, you, you realize – you know, resoundingly, these people have said this kind of crap has been going on for some time. Right. It's just now finally somebody opened the door to it and you can see all the, all the, you know, the little things going. Uh, how would you put that? Um, shenanigans, if you yeah. will, uh, um, among the, if, the, the city. I, I've heard the same thing, too, from a number of people who live in East Hampton about how this is not an unusual thing. But, you know, at some point you reap what you sow. If if you're conducting yourself uh, in this manner and you are the head of, you know, the, the largest portion of the city's entire you know, budget, the school department, mm -hmm. If you're in charge of that, you wield a lot of power. Ultimately, you really do. But if you're going to conduct yourself in a way that doesn't abide by the rules, in a way that is so arrogant that you could rescind a job offer 
from the person who was supposed to be guiding this the school system, then you got a real problem on your hands. And it gets worse when you've got school committee members bailing out on you because yeah. they no longer can respect the garbage that is coming out of that committee. Yeah, that's you know to me that screams something very very significant. And your and your town voters have no confidence in you. You know, there's a small pop portion of the population that's going to be on your side because they've stuck with you throughout the whole, you know, campaign thing to begin with. Yeah. But there's a growing number of people who are like, eh, we've had enough of this. There, there needs to be other people on this board. Like, eh, this needs to be you, you turned remember, over. Remember what we said early on, that it's surprising how you don't hear anybody coming out in support of this decision? Like what you hear are people saying, you know, this is this decision is bad. Now you've got you know resignations involved. Isn't it interesting that nobody has really come out and said, you know, that it was you know Lori Garcia and Shannon Dunham that yeah. were the issues. That you know maybe they were the the problematic ones. And 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 there you go. Meanwhile, you have a guy who is a qualified applicant and the number two choice who's backed out of it. And I don't even know what's happened to number three. It's like. Every step they take, they dig a deeper and deeper hole. Yeah. To me, it's really telling that you've got two members of the school committee saying, you know what, this is just about enough for me. Yeah. And they walk out on you. Yeah. If that sh- if, if anything shows a lack of confidence in the people running that, uh, that committee, it's that. Yeah, and I have, uh, like you said, I uh, you haven't seen anybody go, this, this group made the right decision. You know what I what I have seen is people trying to defend them with what I call backtracking excuses. Well, there must have been some there must have been some reason why they they rescinded this offer for mm-hmm. this man, and I'm sure that's probably a very good reason because these people are you know yeah we elected them to we, serve we elected them and they're, and they're good people you know I'm sure they are good people. Listen, just because you could be. The nicest person on the face of the planet, yeah. but be horrible at the job that you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- there's lots of people like that. Yeah, these aren't personal attacks against these these people. These are, this is criticizing a governmental process that was clearly violated, violated so bad that you have a former school committee member going, "I'm filing the complaint because yeah. I can see." Your BS from all the way over here, it's it's not very good for the town. No, it is not. And it's and and that's the other thing that you know the people of the town are like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad this finally came to a head, but now it's like, y- y- do you really want all this attention on you? You know, when when we asked, uh, when we had Vito Perone in here, and he said that his, you know, we asked, you know, do you want this job still? And his answer was. Listen, I'm not working for the school committee. I'd be working for those kids. Yeah. The kids were the primary yeah. thing that's important. He's focused on the kids yeah. and education. Yeah. I can't tell you what the school committee is focused on because no. it ain't about the kids. It ain't about education. It's about something else. Creating chaos, apparently. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the way you do it. Unbelievable. You know? Well, there you go. That's the latest from the greatest uh, school committee on the face of the planet. Day 22 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And the- 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. 
Uh, thanks, Bex. You're welcome. You know, I could I could go on with uh, all the crime stories that happened over the weekend, which we probably won't hear about till Wednesday anyway, right? Because that's how long it takes for the story to get from <clears throat> it actually happening in Springfield to the desk at Twenty Two News or Mass Live or anywhere else. We had that story from Ludlow with a guy going nuts last week. That happened Wednesday. They just released the story mm. this morning. I mean, here it is Monday. Yeah. That was like almost a week ago. Now, we're going to talk about real estate. You want to talk about real estate development? Sure do. Yeah. A developer in Chicopee who wants to build an apartment complex at the site of the former Masonic Temple has downsized the project in a bid to appease neighbors, cutting eight apartments from the plan. Initially, we came in with 24 units. <laughs> units. We have reduced it. Instead of studio or one bedrooms... These would be two bedrooms, so they would be a little more spacious, said Rob Levesque, principal of R. Levesque Associates, who is representing developer Dennis Patel, owner of uh, PREM LLC of Agawam. These 16 apartments would be market rate, and young professionals are the target renters. Even with the reduction of 16 apartments, residents said they were unhappy with the size of the building. I think 16 units is too much. I'm looking at uh, between 10 and 12, said Jack Patry, who lives across the street from the land. He argued that the traffic on East Street is already bad, and sometimes people speed 50 to 60 miles per hour on mm. the street. Uh, Patel is also uh, seeking to add a mill uh, conversion and commercial overlay district to the property. The land, which has been vacant since the 2018 fire destroyed TNL Antiques, is zoned Commercial A and can be used for a variety of businesses. Right. They don't want any of this stuff in that neighborhood. They don't want uh, apartments. You know, we don't want no new buildings. I love looking at a vacant parking lot uh of rubble. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the picture on Mass Live. Yeah. Um you know, it's a lovely black chain link fence with lots of litter inside. Yeah. Kind of like a breathtaking view of uh, of litter and a tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. why not just keep it that way? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you're probably not going to build another Masonic temple there. But, uh, you know, apartments, you don't need that many apartments. No. Who needs 16 apartments? Yes. I mean, think about how much traffic there will be. People going in and out of those apartments all day. Kind of like, you know, uh, developments like on Burnett Road, for example. It almost is like, you know what? Uh, If you're making, even if you, we don't want people in this neighborhood. (laughs) And, oh, you're going to reduce the size? But, yeah, you're making the apartments bigger. So that means more people can fit in each unit. That just means more people than you would if you had if you had twenty four, if you had twenty four uh, studios uh-huh. as opposed to sixteen double beds. Now you're increasing it actually by eight people, so to speak. Right. I'm not doing the math on that correctly. No, but, don't uh, do that. But uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like you're you're going to be fit families in those two bedrooms versus just the studio apartment. Well, if you're reducing from 24 to 16, that's yeah. the that's the reduction, yeah. right? Okay. Are you looking to make these nicer apartments at 16 than 24 because if you're the uh, if you're the landlord, you're knocking down that many uh you know that many you know eight units out of this project. You know, that's money out of your pocket. I mean, you're losing money on that deal. Well, so are you though because you're up in the you're you're Probably going to have more rent money coming in because you have two bedroom apartments versus single. Well, it, room to me, it would depend on entirely what kind of apartments you're talking about. Okay, bigger is not necessarily better. Are these going to be like, you know, like uh, you know, craftsman type of apartments, like real beautiful ornate uh, apartments? Are these going to be what you normally expect in uh, parts of Chicopee, where they, you know, they uh, they're dank and smelly and cramped and you know all those kinds of things? 
Well, what are you saying? There's dank and smelly apartments in Chicopee? There are a couple, sure. Just a few. Yes. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them. I don't want to. I don't want to cast a broad brush on this. I'm just wanting you. Know, you know what kind of uh, kind of apartments are these going to be? Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. I guess out. so. The uh, legislature's Joint Agriculture Committee <laughs> Agriculture. is uh, slated to hear uh, today about the sale of raw or unpasteurized milk as it considers testimony on nine bills. Other agricultural measures concern cultivation of cranberries and hemp. A bill, fired by, a bill filed by Senator Ann Gobi of Spencer would allow for dairy farmers to sell raw milk through direct delivery, third-party delivery, or farm share programs. It would also allow dairy farmers to sell raw milk at their farm stands, even if the stand isn't contingious. Contingious. Contingent. Contingious. Okay. Contingious with the dairy property. Uh, Right now, according to UMass, the UMass Extension Service, Raw milk sales in Massachusetts are legal only through the direct sale from the farm which it was produced. I did get some of this a couple of months ago. Raw milk? Remember we were talking about it and then yeah. they had that, uh, the good folks up at the farm in Hadley offering me to come up there and all that stuff. I never got a chance to do that, but I did purchase it from the Mennonites uh, in in Russell. And what you think? It wasn't bad. It no, was, it's uh, delicious. It was delicious. Now, do you have any... Uh, but I don't know if because I bought the raw milk from Men of God, yeah. if, if the milk is better, the raw milk is better when milked by uh, by the hands of a man of God than it is uh, by just your regular dairy farmer. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I mean, raw milk is raw milk. If it's really raw, then it's raw. And I like it raw. <laughs> you like it raw. Anyway, um, uh, so did you have any uh, negative now, side effects know, of it? You know what it is? I only bought, no, I didn't have any negative side effects, which makes me say, okay, I can drink this again. I can try doing this again. Yes. I want to try it again. But I want more of it. I only bought like a little. It, they sell they sell it in a little tiny glass bottle. Yeah, and it was maybe like a half pint, like something you buy from like a school. Sure. Like we, so I had that just to try it out. I'd like to try more so I could make maybe whipping cream or mm. or uh, what did you say? You take that stuff off the top and you and you well, put so it in the, your coffee. The, the fat separates a little bit. Yeah, and basically what it what it, it uh, it's like a. I don't know if it's like a, you call it like a clotted cream or whatever, but it kind of spreads like a cream cheese. It's mm. delicious. You know, the thing is, there are many people who believe because it's unpasteurized, because it's unheated and boiled and all the bill that the, uh, you know, the, 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 the pathogens that can be in some raw milk yeah. get burned away. There are some people that, that swear by it. That, you know, the more processing you do to milk, you know, by the time it gets down from raw milk to skim, Skim is like all the healthy stuff that's in milk is gone by the mm-hmm. time it gets down to skim. And there are some people say, well, you know, we're not, you know, we're not really designed to drink that much dairy. Well, you know what? If, uh, if you are worried about drinking raw milk, don't drink raw milk. Yeah. That's really the thing. You know, let, uh, let the, uh, the open market, let the, the, the market dictate whether or not we can get raw milk anywhere. You know, I uh, had to pick up my kid one day from school, like in the middle of the day, uh, like early dismissal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was right after lunch. So she still had like the chocolate milk, uh, like the little thing of chocolate milk. Right. And uh, long story short, uh, we left it in the car. It just wasn't good to eat, uh, to drink later on. Sure. And I said, okay, let's just dump that down the sink. 
And when I open it and poured it, it looks like chocolate water because it's fat-free. It's fat-free chocolate See, this milk. Is, That's disgusting. Yeah, this is the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I grew up on skim milk. You know, my parents, you know, back in the 70s, they Ugh. would do like the Weight Watchers and all of a sudden they're going skim milk. And that's what I got used to. Yeah. Like for years. I mean, the idea of drinking whole milk was kind of gross. But then I switched from 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 skim mm-hmm. to whole milk. And I realized, you know, as much as I like milk, I like the fatty stuff so much better. Yeah. It tastes better. It goes down smoother. And it's actually better for me than than skim, which is it, it's like a like a whitewash. It's just water. It's just uh, it's by like, the time the process yeah. goes down, yeah, it is because it's like uh, taking a paintbrush of acrylic paint and dipping it in like a water thing to wash the brush off. That's what the water That's looks like. Basically, it it's gross. Yeah, I don't know. Why but there, are, you know, there are some people that are dead set against you know the sale of raw milk because it's unpasteurization. I say, you know what? Why don't you let people decide for themselves yeah. what they want to buy and not well, dictate what you think I should buy? The Department of Agricultural Resources, in its fact sheet on raw milk in Massachusetts, cautions that, quote, pasteurization destroys organisms that may be harmful to human health. But think about how we've survived as a, as a species, mm-hmm. drinking this milk way before, uh, long before... Uh, these regulators regulators came in and tell you about pasture. Is it Louis Pasteur? Mm-hmm. Well, what was he doing before? He was drinking raw milk. Sure, he was. And he's like, I can't take this raw milk anymore. I got to make this a little bit cleaner. That's probably so he what he drinks yes. the milk. Yes, but I'm just. My point is, we've survived this whole thing without pasteurization. Why can't we just have it on the side? You know, when people were getting the most sick. On raw milk? Yeah. What kind of refrigeration did we really have back then? There was no refrigeration. Well, they had refrigeration, but they had like the old ice box, you know, where you put a block of ice on the, you know, in the, in the fridge. Now it's supposed to keep everything cold. Well, now you can keep this stuff nice and fresh for longer than you expect because, you know, we've got refrigeration, which of course uses chemicals uh, to keep cool, but yeah, who cares about that, but, but you could have the raw milk and I got to tell you. I've had it many times, and it is delicious. Well, you know what? I'm going to bring in a jug of it. Yeah. I'll well, you and me will pound raw milk. We get half gallon each. Yeah. We'll get a whole gallon of it. You and I can chug it before the end of the show. Tomorrow. I love it. And then, right. and then let's see if there's any negative side effects as a result of it. You know, like, you know, bloating or, you know, uh, you know in, in, inconsolable, you know, bowel movements or you know, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It might make Vomiting. It, it might make us leave before 10 a.m. <laughs> you know we yeah, drink right. oh i'm sorry i got raw i got the raw milk two-step i gotta leave <laughs> your pioneer valley forecast today it is gonna be uh rainy uh, as i said all the way until thursday high of 61 today high of 55 tomorrow it is 50 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102 oh yeah munson savings bank is here to help make your dream home possible does your dream home have a big backyard a grand kid Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 and 7 Mary 3 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, man, what a what a piece of crap that song is. Man. What are you talking about? That is one of the greatest classic rock songs of all time. Really? 
We wouldn't be playing it if it were if we didn't if it wasn't. Uh, uh, really, really, really. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know about oh, that. You believe it? Hey, it's going to be uh, rainy, wet, and wild this week, uh, all the way up until Thursday. Uh, Sixty-one for a high today, fifty-five for a high tomorrow, fifty right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I keep looking at this story about the bear in Northampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, over the weekend there was a, a big giant bear that uh, climbed up a tree outside the Northampton courthouse on uh, you know on Main Street. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a bear in, in a small city like Northampton. And all, all, I, the thing that's amazing to me is, you know, one, how does a bear even find a place to park in Northampton? It's so difficult well, to get around I, in that gotta, town. Well, I, I, where does he put that ticket? Some of those lots you go to, you got to print up the ticket and then bring it with you. Right. You know? Well, there's there's that. Well, and how then, do your paws punch in your license plate number on oh, the screen? And you know, how does a bear remember what your li- your license plate number is? I can't do it half the time. Got to yeah. take a, a screenshot of it to me to remember the number. I I couldn't tell you. And then he climbs up the tree like he's trying to get into the courthouse. Well, <laughs> stupid bears! Courthouses aren't even open on Saturdays. No, maybe he was going to Harold's, the ice cream place. Well, he's he's on the wrong corner of that. You got to yeah. walk down the street a little bit to get to Harold's. This isn't the first time we've seen bears in Northampton. And I'm talking about animals, the bears, the animals. You're not talking about like uh, like uh, no, do you other re- kinds of bears? There, there was a YouTube video from years ago, uh, not that long, maybe five, six years ago, about a whole family of bears walking down the middle of the street in Northampton, just having a good old time. Uh, was it bag day? It must have been bag day. Because yeah. bag day brings everybody out. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you're hungry. Uh, you're looking for something to eat. The re- Northampton has plenty of restaurants to, for people to enjoy. What if he was trying to even go to just a Chipotle? Even, even Bears got better sense than that, especially if you get like uh, you know Fitzwillies or the uh, you know, down the street or the uh, the uh, what's the what's the other place that we like so much? Uh, Jackalope. Jackalope. Jackalope that, that yeah, place. right. Yeah, is that's it, good. Jackalope. What's the what's the, it's not it's Jackalope is the one in downtown Springfield. What's the one? In Northampton, it's not jackalope. You know, it's, it's something it, else. It's on the it's on the tip of my tongue. Whatever. Um, it's yeah. a, they they uh, highbrow 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 with the with the wood fired pizza. Yeah, see, yeah. a bear would like that, or uh, you know, even like a the East Side Grill. Yeah, never had a bad meal at the East Side Grill. No, that's uh, that's good stuff there at the East. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you know, here he is climbing trees outside the courthouse. Like, stupid bear! What are you expecting to get out of that? Uh, maybe they're uh, heading to the toasted owl. Grab some lunch. Yes, yes, absolutely. Maybe uh, that. Maybe it's a mama bear needs a martini at the tunnel bar. You know, I was, uh, you know, I was reading up on the on bear activity. I'm fascinated by bears, and uh, apparently, uh, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, and I didn't read the whole article, so you'll have to forgive me if I'm wrong about this. Uh, I believe there's a lot of bears out there with a serious cocaine problem. Oh yeah, from what a, I'm being told, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I can totally see a bear getting high off the bejesus, whether it's on coke or crack or he's gone to one of those dispensaries in town. You know, they got so many to choose from that he's high as a kite and maybe he's tweaking, then climbs the, the tree, not you know, having any idea that he's all that uh, is all ramped up. And next thing you know, he's coming down yeah. from this uh, from this high of his and Thunk got and he stuck up at a tree. Maybe he went to Jack's Cannabis Shop right there, right nearby. Yes. And uh, got himself a couple of pre-rolls, sitting mm-hmm. in the woods. Yep. Talking to Smokey. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they're contemplating things about li- about their life. They're like, you know what, Smokey? 
What is that thing you say about the fires? Only you can prevent fires, forest fires? You just blew my mind, dude. Dude, right. Only me? But really, only all of us dude. can prevent forest fires. You know what I'm going to do right now? You're so prolific. Yeah, I know. I'm a very uh, yeah. deep-thinking bear. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do a couple more bong hits, right? And you see that tree across the street? You know, I'm sitting right here at the bench outside of uh, Thorns Marketplace. Yeah. I'm going to cross I'm going to cross the street, right? I'm not even going to I'm not even going to pay attention to uh, you know what kind of cars are are passing by. I'm just going to make my own crosswalk in the middle of Northampton and I'm going to climb up that tree and I'm just going to see what happens. Dude, what a great idea. I'm going to climb tree. I'm a tree climbing bear. And in, in in true form of any police department throughout America, they shoot you and knock you out and put you down on the ground and drag you away and yeah. put you somewhere else. Yeah, I've yeah. read those kinds of stories, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens. <laughs> it happens right here in Northampton, too. Stupid bears. Really not a very smart animal. Yeah, uh, you, know you know how that bear catches fish? How? With his bare hands. Get it? <laughs> Get it? bare hands. Uh... What's his favorite dessert? I don't know. What's a bear's favorite dessert? Blueberry pie. Blueberry pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, how, do, how does he prefer to travel? I don't know. A barrel plane. A barrel yeah. plane, yes. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Did, and now, what did the bear say when he fell out of that tree? I don't know. This is embarrassing. Get it? Yeah. Ah, see? You know, here I am. Maybe he was going to an open mic at uh, Bishop's Lounge. You know, here I am trying to have a nice, important, you know, serious discussion about bears, and you want to crack jokes. Well, that's just what I do. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> Not this week, you don't. And you know what? You get what you pay for. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Good friends, the world.